the Jack Low Audio Experience and today joining me is Christian. How are you doing Christian? Hey man, I'm doing great. Recovering from a cold right now and trying to make the best of it. So thanks for having me bro. Alright, uh, thank you so much for having uh, you joining us on the, this podcast. So thank you. before everything else, uh, I'd like to jump into your world. What is in your world right now and what are you about? And probably tell us who you are. Yeah. So yeah, my name is Christian. I'm 31 years old. I'm um, currently working as a freelance uh, audiovisual content creator. I've been doing video work for the past 13 years. Also doing music and sound design for theater. And currently, currently trying to make the best of it uh, in Bucharest, Romania. This is like a, this is like a really short version. <laughs> I like to jump into why did you jump into this uh, audio slash visual kind of a stuff? Yeah, what make you wanted to do it? Probably you can uh, jump in, uh, bring us back to the very first point where you actually all started all this thing. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it all started back when I was like really young, and um, I used to spend my summer vacations in the countryside, uh, really close to the capital, really close to Bucharest. Um, one of my biggest passions was were listening to music and reading. So I felt like a, a very big connection to the world that is behind sounds and behind words. Um, basically, what what is created in your imaginary um, perspective. So I, I felt really compelled to to create images in my head based on what I heard of what I or what I read. So uh, I can say that I was pretty pretty into it uh, from an early age. Um, also playing with sounds like uh, trying to learn piano or from like self-taught. So yeah, basically it started when I was really young. I, I was really in contact with my creative side and being, being a little bit more of a loner also helped because I had uh, I had a lot of time on my hand to, to focus on my, my creative side. When was when was it? I, I'm curious, you know, like when was the like the first moment you like um say that you like oh this is actually something I kind of love and that kind of a stuff because I believe people in general right they kind of mm-hmm. like it's so hard for them to find their passion you know people yeah, always yeah. say go for your passion find something that you love that kind of a stuff but people are mm-hmm. very confused and I like to yeah. understand how how was it for you you know how you actually into that yeah mm-hmm. so I think it was like a really um, a really lucky circumstance because um, based on, on my childhood and exactly what I, what I uh, tell, told you earlier um, in my early preteens I was um, I was really into extreme sports so we started filming uh, what we, we what we were doing and we were sending like sponsor me tapes to brands. And uh, one thing led to another. Contests uh, started uh, coming to coming to Bucharest, and bigger sponsors started to invest in the in the sport we are doing. We're talking about aggressive inline, uh, if you know, it's freestyle freestyle rollerblading. Um, so yeah, we we started doing that. We were a few guys that we were starting filming and doing stuff in that um, in that area and that really really broadened my creative uh, my creative senses because we are pretty free to do what we want um, not having any constraints and being in a in a in a sport that isn't quite as um, rigorous as a uh, like basketball or tennis or I don't know any of the uh, the classic sports um, that this 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 part of it really really um, made us uh, be more and more creative and uh, find find our, our path uh, early on. Awesome, awesome. This this was this was around 14, 15 years old. That's when I first started filming and editing what we what we were doing during the day. Mm, that, that's so, so that, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
So I like to jump into uh what you're doing like right now, you know, sure, because sure. like uh it almost feels like you uh like uh overwork or something that you caught into like uh some kind of sickness right now. Yeah, so I really like uh about hard work kind of a stuff. So like talk to me about the the things that you are currently doing, what's hot, and the things that you do right now. Yeah. Sure, sure. So at the moment, I'm I'm doing freelance work, as I said earlier.、Um, currently, currently working on a theater play uh,、um, with a close team that I've been working with for the last five years or so. This is our five, our fifth、uh, show doing together.、Um, we're trying to we're trying to create like multimedia theater and practically reinventing a bit the old classical theater and the conformist ways of doing theater like doing doing something different each time、um, so there's that going on and also there's a lot of video work for clients i mainly work in advertising and Um, creating content for clients that、um, require video promotion. So, yeah, basically that's what I do. I try to I try to maintain my my cash flow from the video work, and、um, I try to keep、uh, motivated and keep creative doing、uh, music in the in what time I have left after I finish the video work. So. Basically, yeah, I'm like、um, jumping from one world to another, pretty much on a daily basis. How are you liking that so far? You know, like、uh, you're kind, kind of like、uh, here and there, that kind of stuff. How are you like adapting to those、uh, situations? You know, man, it's tiresome sometimes. I mean,、um, from the standpoint of of money, is like it.、Um, It's really nice to have in the,、uh, independence and to be able to be your own boss and create your own your own context and not being、uh, not not feeling that you're being、uh, boxed in, you know, by a job by a nine to five or something like that.、Um, I have a lot of friends who work like nine to five jobs or like even in the creative business, but still on tight schedule,、uh, and they're all like, "Oh my God, you're so fucking lucky that you're doing this on your own time and on your own schedule," but. It's actually a bigger pain in the ass to do it like this because you need to be really, really rigorous and、uh, to have a really, really tight discipline. Because、uh, once you once you screw up a bit or your mind gets lazy, you can you can fuck up the whole program and just go、uh, go out of、uh, out of sync with yourself. So I think it's I think it's a、uh, it's a good medium. It's a good.、Uh, it, Uh, it, it's a good kind of、uh, relationship be- between the things I do. It, they're not very different. They often mix and they often intersect.、Um, but it's tiresome. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I mean, it's not easy. And、uh, but it's 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 fulfilling. It's really fulfilling.、Mm. Understood. So I like to jump into because the job that you are doing is freelancing, and you talk about like your other friends is always、yeah. uh, doing the nine to five job. And you're、yeah. living probably like a totally different lifestyle, you know, as a freelance uh, uh person with this profession. Yeah. So what, like, can you walk us through like what, how is your lifestyle as being a freelancer? Like how how is it like? Because it's like totally different from nine to five job. So I guess our audience、yes. will will want to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah, for、um, for starters, I I try to keep I try to keep a balanced lifestyle as much as I can.、Um, I try to wake up as early as possible in the morning,、um, trying to do this at, at least two or three times a week based on how much work I have to do and the time I go to bed.、Um, so this is one of my struggles at the moment. I'm trying to keep、um, to keep a tight schedule and keep doing as much as I can during the day. But it's not always possible because I I, I get caught up with work and I、uh, go to sleep at three in the morning or something. So it's pretty much impossible to wake up at six when I plan.、Um, but basically, I I start I start at eight eight thirty in the morning, something like that. I try to maintain like some exercises, like routine to keep me balanced and keep me centered. A bit of yoga, a bit of meditation. Um, then I, I jump. I jump in the kitchen, quickly stir up something to eat, and then going straight into work 
for I don't know five to six hours. Um, afterwards, take a small break, eat something, go for a walk, uh, uh, disconnect from from the work I'm doing. Maybe do some music or play piano or I don't know something that can um, can disconnect me from what I, I was doing um, previously. And then I go and jump back in um, till whatever time it is that I'm, that I'm done with my work. So basically, that's that's a day in my life. Okay, awesome, awesome. So really, uh, thank you for like sharing uh, like a context of what is your life is about. And usually, I will like to jump straight back into uh, talking about your timeline all the way from you were since your uh, very young age, but. I heard that you talk about uh, meditation and yoga. I'm really like because this thing is that uh, I feel that meditation and yoga, this type of stuff, it helps us to get back into perspective of how fortunate we are of being yes. grateful of our own life. You know. Yes. And I heard we know you know we both of us are Gary V fan. So I I listened to one part that. Uh, that Gary Vee said was that he actually pretended that uh, his closest family, one of his closest family died in a uh, horrific accident. And Mm -hmm. I tried that, you know, I tried that and uh, I felt like so much like, um, you know, the feelings, the vibes, it's all there, you know, and I suddenly felt the gratefulness of being alive, you know, that uh, how fortunate am I, you know, uh, living in this world that I got an opportunity to do the things that I want to do, you know. So yeah, like keeping on to the perspective, like um, what what is uh your way and like uh what what do you think about this whole topic of like keeping yourself back into perspective and doing the things that you love and feeling grateful. This whole thing about this, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think it's it's pretty tricky because I was like talking recently with a good friend of mine about this, uh, who's also a yoga instructor, and he's like really really supportive of me. So Valentine, shout out to you, bro. Um, he's like um, he was like talking to me about the moments when I'm really really stressed and like I have I set I set a really really important goal that I want to achieve in the next month or something. And my brain actually switches from the pattern where I want to meditate in order to be more centered or be more calm into a more like um, aggressive, like ready to fight, ready for anything kind of vibe where I don't actually feel the same need for meditation. And funny enough, Gary also uh, said something about this and I I really resonated with that because there are moments when I don't like my mind knows better than me what to do and it's like uh, I don't want to relax right now I need to be focused 100% and um, sometimes meditation like lowers um, lowers that that uh, that vibration you know it keeps you more more in the now and more in the moment and there are times when I really really need to push myself so my brain actually cannot enter the meditation state that I usually um, like to access when I need to relax. Um, but on the other side, on the other side, uh, when I really need meditation in order to to keep myself balanced, um, I think it's like it's the best medicine you can give to yourself, and it's the best um, the best kind of self therapy you can have because it's yours and it's always in you. It's within you forever and always and it's always been there you just need to find it and to give yourself time to reach that connection with yourself i mean that's that's the base point for everything you want to achieve be it with people be it uh, in a romantic relationship or i mean that that first connection with yourself is key to anything you want to achieve in life so yeah it's it's really important but there are moments when actually i cannot I cannot um, connect myself to that energy because I'm too focused I, uh, on what I want to achieve in the the near immediate future. Mm. So yeah, it's That's back awesome. in. That's awesome. So uh, right now I'd like to jump into uh, your timeline, you know, all the way from the start, you know, sure. because I, sure. I, I can pretty much tell that you're, you're quite 
you know the based on the vibes i can tell that you have this like sort of like discipline that you're gonna like try so hard you know so i like to understand the, the things that actually mm-hmm. happen in your life that make the person that you are right now you know yeah i really sure. like to know what is it yeah so probably walk us through the timeline all the way when as far as you can remember yeah okay um so i don't know um how how well acquainted you or your listeners are to eastern europe i come from i come from romania this is a country that has been through a lot of stuff uh in in its recent history um uh we uh, we we as people have a lot of rigors and we are pretty rigorous people about what we want to do and achieve but the fact that the system was um for a very long period of time um pretty um pretty hard on people and especially uh people from the generation of my parents um we were we, we were kind of raised in this like um really scarce mentality and you know you you always have to strive and you always have to fight for what you have um people were always like very independent and this was this is like very transgenerational trauma if you want um from this perspective because um th- this kind of mindset that gets passed from generation to generation can really have an impact and can really have uh, uh, can really take its toll on you if you don't uh, if you don't manage it properly so yeah i guess i guess from an early from an early age i started to see that my parents were really struggling to provide for me um I, I just uh, I did not know it at first. I felt it. I felt that it was difficult. I felt that it was um, it was a process for them, and they they tried to they, they tried to show they tried to show it as little as possible to me at first. But as I grew and as I understood a bit better, um, I think it was around high school when I already started doing um, video work as a as a. Um, blader as a rollerblader um i started to see more and more that there are other um um parts of this um and it's not always about the struggle it's also about doing what you love and what you like um and that actually that actually transformed so from an early age i was like confronted with the hard part of life and as i and as i, as I grew um i realized that there's more to it and actually you can you can find find strength and uh, power and discipline and actually bring um all the benefits of um that kind of mentality and that kind of lifestyle into your own um kind of creation and into your own kind of lifestyle bringing them bringing them help let, letting them help you um become greater you know or better at what you do So yeah, basically that's a, a, a short intro to um, young adulthood. Uh, after high school, after doing video work, I started doing freelance work um, from clients that actually found what we were doing as young kids, you know, playing around, filming ourselves, doing tricks. Um, I started getting clients and getting work. Sorry, but um, how old were you uh, then? You, were you like 15? Something. Yeah, around that. Yeah, 14, wow. 15 that's started, yeah. That's pretty impressive, you know. You already started working since 15, you know. Yeah, I wasn't like really I I <laughs> it wasn't really work, you know. I I I yeah. don't have a concept of work because mm-hmm. all my life I've been doing this. I've I've never worked like uh, a a 9 to 5 job that wasn't related to what I do. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I I often think that's also a disadvantage because um sometimes i would like to have like a normal regular job like being a bartender or i don't know uh, working in a uh, in an office or something um i never had that experience practically all my life since young adulthood i've been working doing video work and uh, and stuff related in the creative uh, area so yeah this 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 could be really nice and really really um, fruitful but it's also like I, i i can feel it like it's maybe a handicap if i want to move to another country and i cannot get like a, 
a job in my domain really fast. You know, I, I should need to make some money. And I'm always thinking, what what would I do if I never worked in uh, in, a, in a normal job? Will I will I be able to handle it? <laughs> how is how is it gonna how is it gonna impact me? You know. But yeah, I've been doing this my whole life since I since I yeah yeah yeah. You you kind of around like, uh, that age. Probably walk us through like uh, the specific things that you kind of like do. Like say you do videos, yeah. You know you film or you video edit that kind of stuff, yeah. How I started, I'm doing now. Uh, since then until now, yeah. Okay, so basically it was a like pretty basic level, but back then we were like filming, uh, filming stuff, uh, in the skate park. There was no script. It was like. We had pretty shitty cameras and uh, little to no gear, you know, because we were like kids and our parents helped us with what they could. So yeah, we got uh, we got some cameras and then we, we we would edit what we shoot and make like promo videos for contests or for sponsors. Like this uh, brand Juice came came to us and said, "Okay, guys, we're gonna have this contest. We're gonna sponsor you, so." You could also make a video of the contest, and we'll pay you some some money for that. So that's that's how it started, and then gradually um, some of us ramped up to advertising because basically we were doing that since then, but we we did not know it at that at that time. So yeah, basically I started doing freelance work for clients. Uh, more serious work where I wasn't like required to film as well, but focused more on editing and post-production. Um, and I started working with some um, some English guys who who had a small studio, and they saw some potential in the work I was doing, and said, "Hey man, you, I think you should you should go to film school." Um, and that was a pretty important that was a pretty important. Um, turn of events in my life that was like 2006 or something um and i started to i started to um, inquire more about doing film school and um trying to trying to expand my my knowledge in in editing and film film studies so uh, it took me about two years to 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 do that i was also working in that time with them and with other freelance projects and in 2008, I started doing um, film studies at the National University of Film and Drama in Bucharest. Um, so, yeah, that was a really, really interesting period as well, because it was full of challenges. And uh, I got from a, from a perspective of, you know, the young, the young hood kids, um, not very poor but not rich uh, you know trying to make ends meet and doing what he liked uh, i i got into like an academic um, kind of environment when everybody was a bit stuck up and everybody was like um you know a bit uh, elitist so sort of speak um and it was like it it had it had a weird impact impact on me because I was like uh, idolizing a lot the idea that I'm, I'm gonna be around artists and around people that are very creative and it wasn't it wasn't exactly like that but it was a really really important life lesson because I understood that if you really want to succeed in what you do you must um, you must stop uh, projecting stuff on the future and on yourself and others and you should you should start acting more on what you do and what you're good at and never, never actually um, give in to the temptation of um, blending in with the group because that's that's the um, the most the most acute thing I felt uh, in those years in the in the film school. That it was like um, the group was trying the group or the teachers mostly were trying to make us all the same and uh, they, they were trying to impose their ideas or ideologies on us and. For me, that was a no-go. I mean, I never, I never understood people who are trying to impose their ideologies on others. And yeah, especially in a creative business, I thought that was like not not the place to not the place to do it. Uh, 
So yeah, that was that was the college. I did not I did not want to apply for a master's degree, and I I finished my my bachelor of fine arts, and then I I left and showed them a big fuck you and continued to do my stuff. <laughs> and uh, back, back yeah. up a little bit, back up a little bit. You talked sure, about sure. blending in with like other people. I like to know like what was the situation like, you know? Well, uh, yeah. it's not it's not actually um, it's not actually the blending that's the problem. It's the um, the um, melting, if if you want. It's like melting your your former self and devising something that's not really you. Mm. You know, when you're young, you don't really you don't really know exactly um, what are your true uh, values and what what's the what's the most important thing you should do i mean for me that's that that was the case because i had i had insecurities about my knowledge i felt i felt that i was out of place um and that was like um that that put me in a lot of uh, situations where i i um i did not have enough trust in me so uh, going through that um, really taught me a lesson about being true to myself and my values and never, never, never undermine those values for for the sake of the group or or anything else. And like always, always trying to be around people that are like-minded and have the same uh, worldviews like, um, like I do, rather than um, trying to, to change my views just to be part of something. So... That was that was a big lesson in in that time. Mm. I like to jump into uh, the moment that you kind of like uh, you realize that because this is pretty much like a self esteem issues, yeah. Like you don't have like mm. much confidence in yourself, and I believe people out there is like mm-hmm. facing this kind of an issue. So I like yeah. to jump into your world during then. Like how was it mm. like before that you have like low self-esteem and you realize that ah i this is something is not right you know and then you start to figure out stuff and you start to pick up your uh, self-esteem yeah walk me through your thought process during then yeah if you, if yeah, you so it, yeah yeah sure it wasn't like it, it wasn't really low self-esteem it, it was more like mm. um feeling that i don't fit in mm. most of the time i was like i i knew that my stuff was good the first, the first time I really, I really felt an impact on this was um, when we had an, we had an exam after the first year, um, and the teacher started giving grades for our movies. And for me, that was like a big, a big, uh, a big telltale that something was wrong, because I felt that in, in, uh, in that creative, um, in in that creative endeavor grades should not be applied i mean it's not that subjective you cannot grade somebody's um somebody's creation like that you can you can appraise it i mean you can uh, evaluate it but in no in no manner you can give it a grade and say um okay you you're an a and you're an f uh, and uh, maybe you're and no, the, I mean the teachers did that, and from my perspective, they were they were trying to impose a, a more rudimentary, classic, like rigid kind of learning learning system, learning mechanism. You know what I mean? I mean it's exactly the thing that Gary is talking about schools and the fact that they're not teaching you anything. Yeah. Basically, they're just trying to lock you up in a, in a certain kind of um, um, thinking process or like. Uh, how you should see things, but it's um, it's not helping you in the long run at all because uh, giving those grades or creating that difference between students um, never never actually led up to connection or um, you know doing better films. It was just competition in a wrong wrong way from my perspective. So that, that's when I realized that something was wrong, that we were being graded for for creative work and. Basically, that's what I, that's what I uh, trying, that that that's what I was trying to run away from doing a, a creative uh, school, you know, doing a film school. I was trying to run away from um, the, the the social construct of uh, school that I've been exposed to in, um, you know, primary school and then um, eventually to high school. Mm-hmm. So that was a big shock for me. 
but um, the actual the actual uh, realization that I have become somebody else in that process was after I finished it. So I was uh, already twenty twenty one, I think. No, yeah, twenty one, twenty two years old, something like that. Um, and when I realized that um, there there have been some major changes uh, in my behavior that I did not. Uh, I did not see because I was too caught up in what I was doing, uh, and I started reassessing myself and uh, starting to build from the ground up what I think was uh, um, the base of what I am now. Mm. So when was the point of time that you kind of like uh, feel that you got to reassess yourself? Like how did it all come to you? You know, like it's. I think that's the one of the like hardest part, you know, like you you having the self awareness that you got to self assess yourself. Yeah, I felt that I was not in in connection with myself anymore, and and, um, I felt that I was trying too hard to please others than myself, Um, and that was like uh, that was a good um, a good telltale for that was that my my art or my creations were not speaking to me as they were when I was doing like uh, film in the skate park, you know? I mean, for me, it was like a really basic level of expression that really made me and other people feel good. Um, and the, the rigors of film school, like, uh, really took that away from me. And uh, that was a big telltale. I, I, I kind of lost the fun and the joy in doing what I loved. <laughs> So yeah, I think that was that was a big um, that was a big telltale for me that something was wrong. Besides the fact that I was uh, I was uh, a bit different from what I what I was before. But also, you know, when um, being at a young age and being at exactly that age when you're maturing into yourself and you're like becoming becoming an adult, um, it's pretty hard to tell exactly if. I mean, what, uh, what what's the actual ratio of how much you're actually growing up uh, and how much you're actually transforming. But it was a pretty crucial moment. Uh, and I, I think it's like that for everybody uh, at that age. Mm, definitely. I can totally relate the thing that you talk about, having the ratio, you know, because I myself, like, uh, during my 10 plus years old, you know, I just think that uh, when I reach my 20 plus years old, I will magically turn to, into like someone who is like super mature, you know, mm-hmm, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. happen that way. You got to like, uh, take a big step back and oh, yeah. reassess yourself. And that's how mm, you actually yeah. grow from there. And there's one part of the story, right? That I really like that, uh, you talk about, which is like teachers like grading you like, oh, grade you like A or F and that's how you are. And that's what is like uh, I feel in the world that uh, they are doing right now. They are like judging uh, people based on their grades and all that kind of a stuff. Yeah. So I like yeah. to jump into this topic of like judgment, you know, mm-hmm. opinions coming to you, you know. So mm-hmm. like, how do, what do you think of that? You know, like uh, during those uh, um, experiences that you kind of face, because I believe you are doing on the creative side yeah that people mm-hmm. will have so much opinion towards your creative work so how do you think about that yeah how do you actually deal with those I, I think i think i think people people should be entitled to opinions i mean nobody should nobody nobody should feel um less of a person um if they're not like um classically trained into something or like they're having enough studies to appraise a picture like from my perspective, that's totally wrong. If if uh, if that painting is speaking to you and it's saying something to you, or that musical piece, it's it's creating an emotion inside of you. Um, you are entitled to an opinion, and you your opinion counts as much as a professional, because that's the whole meaning of uh, of of an artwork. It's it's made to uh, express emotion, and when uh, when you are um, receiving that emotion, you are expressing it through your opinion, and that's when the the um, I, I believe that's when the the cycle is complete. Mm. When it when it speaks to you and you speak to it back, and um, it gives you a certain feeling, mm. you know, joy. Yeah, I, think I can feel that you know it's 
just yeah, it's just sure. that cycle, you know. What we want yeah. to focus on is that cycle, you know. People are just way too That's- subjective. Yeah. Exactly, man. And the fact that the fact that the school system is trying to uh, is trying to um, uh, enregiment everybody into this kind of mentality, where uh, exactly like you said earlier, um, you are being judged by your grade and you're being judged by your ability to memorize stuff that you might not fucking use in your whole life. I mean, I've learned so much bullshit that I never never went back to revisit like oh i'm gonna need this formula that i learned in eighth grade about i don't know what things i learned in math class or whatever i mean there's so much bullshit that they teach you and they they fail to teach you how to actually succeed in life and be a better person or understand how to to um um from the simple stuff like uh, you know uh, getting a form completing a form or uh, understanding uh, the understanding um, the basic the basic economics that you need if you want to start a business or i don't know stuff that i mean you cannot teach it to eight, eight, eighth graders you know but in high school basically you should start to prepare uh, kids uh, young adult adolescents to the real fucking life because nobody's gonna teach you that and eventually you're gonna hit a big brick wall that's gonna uh, either um, uh, slow your process with a few years or it's all based on you know how how emotional you are or how how are you built so uh, I, I think that this is a big problem for everybody and not not especially for my country or your country um, I think it's a it's a worldwide problem that school should should be re, re, revisited and should be um, should be upgraded to the fucking 21st century because it's a mess. <laughs> it's a it's a really big fucking mess. A hundred percent. So yeah. I really like that. You know. So um, sorry that I cut you off like uh, halfway through your story. So like I like to um, jump into the area where you kind of like uh, you're like a working adult right right now. Yeah. So I like mm-hmm. to jump into um towards finance and like towards the the things that you kind of like uh towards your passion you know like how are you balancing both of those because you can't just uh fully commit into your passion to the things you actually want to do but for your case i think it's a bit different you know because you're a freelance you're doing something that you kind of like and you talk about a lot of like balancing so i like to jump into uh, how you kind of like um, make a balance towards like your finance, your passion, and towards uh, the other aspects that you think are important to you, yeah, like right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I often question uh, my my ability to balance work and passion because I don't have a sense of work when I do what I do, and. As I said earlier, I think it's I think it's a, a double-edged sword because when you uh, when you do what you love and you keep doing it on a daily basis and it uh, it provides for you, um, it's it's really important to keep focused on not losing the the why you started doing that, um, and it's you need to constantly remind yourself why you're doing it because. Uh, it, it's so easy to get caught up in, in the fact that you, you, you can do it for the money. Um, because it's, I mean, from my perspective, um, I know that in other countries uh, in Europe, I could make like at least double from what I make in, in Romania right now. Um, and um, this could be like, uh, a big plus because I would have more time to do what I love or I like I like do more of my projects like a really big frustration that I have right now about uh, about my creative work is the fact that I um, I lack uh, in creating time for doing more music for example and creating more more songs that I've been working on or finishing more songs that I've been working on because I'm too I'm too focused on um, I'm finishing the the work the workload that I have, 
um, and you know when you when you start to to put more energy in in one side it just just keeps on building up and building up and building up um, so that's a big that's a big process that I have right now but uh, I'm, I'm trying to fix it I'm actively to fix it uh, by uh, creating uh, creating more time for myself like waking up really early in the morning and trying to um, trying to uh, prioritize my passions first uh, rather than you know working all day and at eight o'clock in the evening ten o'clock in the evening I'm like okay let's let's do some music now after uh, fucking 20 hours of 12 hours of work you know and it's not the same thing so basically trying I'm trying to work on that and I'm trying to prioritize my passions first and work then work after mm, I see and I, I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still working on it I'm to be honest I'm still working on it I'm still trying to find a balance but you know this it, it it's a process <laughs> I don't yeah, know I'm, definitely, I'm just definitely I'm just I'm just pushing myself to do the right thing you know mm. So uh, to keep me like uh, in context, like uh, what is your work right now, and what is your like kind of passion, like specifically, like the things you kind of do, yeah. Okay, so yeah, um, uh, I work uh, on a daily basis as a post-production um, freelancer. I do video editing. Uh, I also do a bit of concept creation and sound design for advertising and film. Um, and my passions include music production for theater, music production as standalone, creating creating music for myself. Mm. Um, uh, and yeah, basically, the, these are the two worlds that I I, I levitate around, mm. doing work um, for for money and uh, as a daily job, and creating music as a passion and also as a job but more focused on the the passion and the creative side mm, i see i see so like i like to jump into uh to be, to go into the practical world you know because um there's uh definitely like uh people will definitely will want to jump into their passion to always mm-hmm. do the, the thing that they really want to do but yeah. for, for your side, like in terms of like finance uh, wise, mm-hmm. like uh, how are you managing so far, like uh, towards the money that you are spending and uh, how you are managing your expenses, you know, because you got to manage it well in order to like uh, maintain this balance of like being able to do the things you love and then uh, mm-hmm. you got to work at the same time. You, you got to have yeah. a main source for you. To, to fit into yeah. your expenses yeah so like walk yeah. through how is it like for yours um well it's uh, it's pretty much uh it's based on how well you how well you do your your job how well you know your your shit you know if you if you know exactly what what you want to achieve then you'll you'll do it you'll definitely do it for me it was a, a big a big step was like um going legit into business and uh, creating my own business uh, with uh, with another friend of mine and this was this was a big turning point because it started to um, validate um, my work a bit more this happened uh, three years ago um, and until then I was like uh, purely a freelancer and working only on contract um, now creating a firm um, we can actually um, talk to clients differently and we can establish a different base. So this actually, this step forward actually um, really um, brought a lot of responsibility, um, uh, managing my finances, uh, hiring an accountant um, and uh, taking things to the next level. So mm. I think the, this is the, the right thing to do if you want to step up your game and trying to um, grow your business as much as possible but uh, from from uh, from the managing uh, standpoint I think it's really important to know your priorities mm. and it's really uh, really important to know what you want to achieve uh, because the the impulse of, 
because you know like starting doing big projects and uh, getting a bigger cash flow um, can be can be really enticing to spend money on stuff you don't need um, but like really really important the really really important part of this is to prioritize your 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 spendings and not go crazy with it and just invest as much as you can in yourself and your uh, and your business because in this in these early years of um, development i think that's the most important part and that's the most uh, crucial part of developing a business because if you don't invest in it it will not grow as much as you want it to grow and it will not develop as much as you want it to develop um, because it's it's pretty it's pretty easy like to be more more precise um, um, if I'm gonna get like a big paycheck from a client that I'm providing work for and like my passion would be to buy a new synthesizer for the music part, you know, for, for my passion. Uh, and I think like, I'm thinking like, hey, what am I gonna use this in the next six months? How is this gonna benefit me? It's gonna bring me joy. Okay, this is good. But do I really need the 2000 euro one or I can buy a PSD that costs like $20 and do like similarly the same stuff? Uh, and just putting into perspective um, versus uh, doing like taking that money and keeping it in the firm to invest it in other projects or like doing the Robin Hood scheme where I take money from the people that pay me and just invest into my own projects. Uh, that's also, I mean, that's also a perspective and I think that's the healthier perspective from a business standpoint because as I said, the early the early years are the ones that really matter, and uh, they're gonna they're the, they're gonna create the the path for you for the for the later long run, you know. Mm, definitely, I understand that uh, you are like tr um, it's correct for you to like put in money into the things that is uh, worth investing of like your firm that kind of a stuff. So like, what I yeah. listen from Gary V is that. Um, People buy dumb shit, you know. Exactly. Give you context, yeah. People buy dumb <laughs> shit and they uh, buy fancy clothes, that kind of stuff to flex in front of the people that they don't like. And yes. I like to walk, uh, like go into your world. That like, how is it like for you? Like, uh, what are the things that you kind of like spend? Like, uh, the things that you are uh, like probably like thoughtful of. Like, because from my side, I always like. After watching that, I will be very thoughtful of like uh, buying a Starbucks uh, coffee, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> okay. how, how is it like for you, you know, like this micro things that you kind of like spend yeah. on? Yeah. How are you thinking about it so far and how you like managing it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's amazing that Gary hits it right in the right on the spot because um, it's an it's an in, uh, international trend to to flex to flex something that you're not or you don't even have or you know like buying a fucking iPhone that costs like <laughs> your mother and father's salary <laughs> well you know it's like it's so stupid man it's it's so worthless to do it and I mean I like nice stuff don't get me wrong man I like I love I love sneakers I'm like a I love I'm a big sneaker head I love you know I love hats um, I love nice clothing as well but I mean, I don't, uh, I, maybe I, I, uh, I used to prioritize that when I was like younger and I was like maybe a bit stupid. <laughs> but um, as I grew older, I know, I, I realized that I can get nice things as well, but not make it a priority. I mean, that's not going to change who I actually am. I mean, and as, as much as I would like to have like uh, 10 pairs of sneakers right now, uh, I'm going to be happy with three and realize that there are people who don't have one or there are people who have hand-me-downs and uh, they're like third hand, you know. Um, and this is, this is one of the things that, you know, can make us more conscious about how much consumerism and uh, social media has affected this, this part of us that, uh, you know, thing and filters and all this, all this stuff that, you know, I think creates fake context um, and you know like uh, creates expectancies that, that aren't there and you know it it really it, I, I think it really fucks us up as a society because um, you know Gary also says that it's not the, it's not actually the social media who's the problem 
but it's us. Yes. Um, and, and it's really fucking true. But also, the fact that this kind of mechanism helps you um, beautify or amplify something that you're not. I mean, think about 100%. all the girls who use filters to to like tune their face or uh you know um make their eyes bigger or their lips bigger or their teeth whiter i mean you see all the ads on the instagram and you're like it's not you you don't you don't really know what's real anymore and it's, uh, that's the part of the of social media that i i genuinely uh hate you know because i think it's it brings up a lot of problems in society and especially in young young adults so yeah Definitely. flexing is totally fucking bad yeah <laughs> from my perspective <laughs> yeah so like before i end off this podcast right i usually like to uh end off with like one last hot take from my guest so is there any one last thing that is in your mind that you really want to share with everyone yeah that there is in your mind don't really want to share yeah. to everyone but that is in your mind that uh, that we can we like explore through that yeah Jack first of all I want to thank you for for making me part of your journey and for giving me the chance to express my feelings and uh, tell you a bit of by my, uh, of myself and my story I think it's really important to realize that this time we're living on it's like the best the best time to be alive and to connect with people and to realize that there's nothing greater than being connected and being in touch with yourself and others on a personal, on an emotional level uh, and actually relate one to, one to another, one to each other. And um, yeah, I think I would like to end it in a positive note because we were talking about this stuff about the system and you know, so on and so forth about all these things. Um, I think it's really important that people should connect more to each other, to be honest and to be uh, more focused on themselves more than on what others think of them. Um, and I think that everybody should, uh, should do uh, what, they, what they love because that's what really sets you free and really lets you um, explore your emotions and your, your, your destiny, you know, if you want. So yeah, thank you again for having me, man. It was a great pleasure and an honor to talk to you. Yeah. And I hope I hope that this journey is gonna take you places and it's gonna teach you stuff that you you're gonna embody and transform yourself into uh, the, the adult you want to become. So thank you again, man. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, before we end off, like, where can we find you on your social media? Any social media handles that you have? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm constantly just promoting my stuff on Instagram. I go by the name of Interior8 with the handle Interior088. Um, that's my handle for music production and for creative stuff. So if you wanna if you wanna reach out, you can do that. SoundCloud as well. It's inter- Interior8. Um, if you want to listen to the stuff I do, please uh, please jump by there and um, give me a, give me a sign. Awesome. Thank you so Bro. much, Christian, for joining me on this podcast. Thanks. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys had a great listen.